A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we are joined by a very special guest, writer, artist. This is a term that I'm going to throw out and tell me if you vibe with this. I'm going to say zeitgeist minor, like uh, digging in, but also that feels like not, not quite mining because there's also like the, let's say zeitgeist alchemist. Curator? Yeah, I like this instead of like content creator, because I do feel like there's some there is some tapping in and some expressing there is a zeitgeist vessel for exploration and expression. Aiden Arada, everybody. Thank you for having me. Zeitgeist vessel is really nice. Um, Yeah, (laughs) content is such a weird vibe it's so nihilistic sounding and so just like who cares what it is as long as you can consume it like <laughs> yes well and it doesn't I think it doesn't quite um express right because I think there are people that are like 
content creators for sure. Clearly. Uh, but, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and I mean, I think there is like, I think that is just like a pretty shorthand term when you're trying to explain the internet, which is still like so vast and hard to categorize and, you know, whatever. But I think, you know, especially what you do, and we'll talk about more about that is very much, I think, in line with like melding both personal expression and tapping into kind of collective uh, experience and and uh, existential <laughs> like uh, threat and dread and and whatnot. So good. Hell yeah! Feel, feel free to add that to your to your bio, Zeitgeist <laughs> I'm gonna put it on my LinkedIn. Uh, Perfect. Thank you. Hell yeah! <laughs> we're looking. We're actually looking for a new Zeitgeist vessel for, <laughs> for, for social AI. media. Coca Cola. Yeah. <laughs> looking for a new Zeitgeist vessel. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing today? We're recording this on the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and you are, we're, I mean, just jumping right in. Your Pisces rising. Are you aware of this transit that's happening? Do you feel it? Have you been feeling it? I am aware that it exists. I don't quite know the implications of it, but I know that I and every person in my life right now is having like some intense emotional spiral. Like everyone is going through it. And like, yeah, to the point for the last couple of days, I've just been like, something's up, something's fucked up and up, but I'm going to wait for the podcast. And I'm not going to look at my Chani app right now. So. Oh, something's up. All right. Yeah. So only a, only a once in several hundred years meetup of uh, Jupiter and Neptune in the sign of Pisces. Last time they were here was the 1850s. I mean, it does happen every no, 13 does, years, yeah. just not in the sign of Pisces. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's not something you've never, ever felt before, but yes. it is all new at the same time. I think there's something about this meetup of like what you're saying, like something's happening, but what? And I do think we're still, we talked about this in the conjunction episode of like, we're still going to see this sort of unfold because it's still, they're still hanging out close together with slow ass Neptune, right? And pretty slow, but not wildly slow Jupiter, but both of them being in Pisces because Pisces is modernly ruled by Jupiter, but uh, or excuse, yes. No, modernly ruled by Neptune, traditionally ruled by Jupiter. So I do feel like there is this thing with Pisces of when you kind of do get into their depths and get it. It's like, oh my God, I get it now. Like there is some like, I don't know, portal channel unlocking. Cause I do think Pisces see the world very differently than the rest of us schlubs out here because there is some old wisdom and fuck it, fuck it tree and just seeing I don't know it's like seeing the the world through different filters or light colors or like the way things hit each other that kind of artistic bed and having them those planets both hanging out together I think is like well if you're not feeling something even if your life is boring as fuck then what are you what are we doing because again this is a once in a lifetime zeitgeist vessel experience that we get to live through collectively which is heavy which is insane like totally do you feel like you're going through changes around your ideas about how you're perceived at all? Ooh. Or like that kind of like how you're present, how you're, uh, I'm like, how do I? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll let that yes, stand. absolutely. No, a hundred percent. No, it's such a, yeah. It feels like a very sort of transitional time in some ways, or like also like you know, like I, I, we just wrapped this show, which was super, super fun. And that was sort of my first like writer's room experience. And now I'm doing like a little bit more like creative direction and design stuff sort of, and like easing into like day job life, which is 
oh my God, health insurance. They say good things about it. They're true. Um, those things are true, but it's like, also then it's like, oh, right. And I'm also like writing and I'm also doing like, yeah, it's sorry. This is going to turn into like a solipsistic therapy session if I don't cut myself short, but it don't is like, yourself. it's Keep a very, going. what do you think? Having, what do you think we have a podcast for? But to- <laughs> <laughs> no, it just feels like such a like redefinition time. And also I feel like my struggle my struggle um no uh yes the issue that I feel like I am perpetually facing as a Gemini maybe as a Gemini Pisces rising is that um like I wasn't cool for like a really long time and now I have like some social capital which is stupid into itself but like also the only reason I have social capital is because I make things and making things requires me to be really, really boring and uncool all the time. Like the act of making things is actually like one of the least cool things because you have to be weird and vulnerable and boring and alone and quiet, like all the time. But then like, you also have to be cool enough to go hang out and like schmooze with people. And that's very stressful to me. Like, and Mm -hmm. like, I don't know that that dichotomy is interesting. And I've been thinking about that a lot as I'm sort of like, like, I feel like I haven't had the time the last couple months to think about my own projects. And now I'm like very much back in that. And also very much back in like every person who I dearly love, who was like, oh, you were on that job and now you're not. So you can hang out. And I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I dare yeah. say that because you have Venus cruising quite close to your rising as well that this time while you're, you know, figuring out some of the, that Jupiter Neptune stuff can be a little confusing. It can be a little like, oh, I don't know where to place my time or what. I think that defining your values is going to really help you shine during this time. Totally. I'm trying to get back into my reading era. It's been Mm -hmm. going great. I love reading as it turns out. Um, It's lovely. Hell yeah. yeah. Still know how to do it. (laughs) <laughs> it's been cool. Reading's always been cool, and dare we say chic. The friends, fr- when friends can just like read alongside each other, to absolute goals, and like just the idea of like that quiet. Because I, 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 I hard relate with a lot of the stuff you said, Aiden. Of creating is not cool, <laughs> man. I don't think you said that, but but that idea is like you have to go into this place that isn't very seen and social to make things that are very seen and social but then what is this sort of going in that gemini sort of flip to of like who am it's it's very who am i like what what do you want me to be like the monkey that dances or the person ushering people into the show or this and it's sadly for artists you have to kind of be everything now i know like back in the day being a hyphenate was sort of frowned upon like what are you an actor or a singer or a writer and now if you're if you don't know how to edit videos like it's like what you can't even you can't even hang or you just have to pay people then to totally for you no it's like such a weird like I mean I'm so so grateful for the internet and for social media like it's literally given me every job opportunity that I've ever had like you know I was like a tv assistant for years and years and like the only jobs I've gotten is because I like started a meme page. Like, you know, it's that like I worked in television. All I got was sexually harassed like that. (laughs) um, No, there is something like, it's so important that it really helped me. Like it also just helping me like not be such a perfectionist and figure out my narrative voice. And like, I'm so grateful. And also I think it's really fucking stupid that like, if you want to be an artist, you have to also be sort of your own like publicist and manager and you have to have a hundred thousand followers and you have to think about like 
business and like outreach in this very new way. I don't know. I just feel yeah, like you can't be a recluse. Right. Like, well, it's hard, I think, because I think that's always been the case for for artists of, you know, having their main the main problem be like, well, how do I get people to see that I'm an artist? How do I get people to consume my art? And how do I uh, like provide for myself in some way, either financially or have a patron or whatever, you know, depending on how far back we're going. But I think more than ever now we're able to like be interacting with the metrics in a way that we weren't before. And those are a thing like, you know, uh, bands or whatever. Like if you sold out a show, there would be a thing. Obviously they knew like how many listens are on the radio and stuff, but like your only job was kind of like convincing a person whose job it was to know how many listens you got to think that you could be on the radio. Now your job is to come prepared to say, Hey, here's how many listens I get on the radio every week. I like got myself here. What do you want to do? Like, I don't know what people at the tops job is the same way. (laughs) Like, I think it's like that sort of thing where it's like, I don't think they're a club scouting talent anymore. You know, they're just, you have to come already and act. I mean, there are, but it's also then I think the thing that's different too, is that consumers are also like in charge of their own thing in a way that they haven't been before either where just because you can pick everything I don't know there's just like so much feedback that I think it's really hard to know like what is what is my actual job as an artist versus what is my job as a content maker what is my job as like uh you know what is my responsibility now to my public to my thing like it's it's all very uh you know can go a lot of ways and I would imagine as a mutable person that you are that that's both uh, exciting and and allows for these kind of like other opportunities, but also leads to going like, you tell me who I am. Like, I don't know. I'm just here making <laughs> like transmitting my, my experience. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, like what Stevie said earlier, sort of about the idea of like multi hyphenates being sort of this like joke before, like everyone was mm-hmm. a model slash actor slash DJ or whatever. And that was sort of a way of saying you have no jobs and as yeah, as a very mutable person, I fucking love that the internet has really kind of unpigeonholed like artistic practices and like broken down sort of that idea of like, okay, well, you can only do this one thing because you're kind of good at this one thing or like, oh, this is your voice. And instead you can kind of do everything. But then the flip side is that then you have to do everything. Like, uh-huh. you know, I'm super grateful that like, I've been able to like learn how to do video editing. Like I've been editing videos for like a year and now that's the thing that I'm like really love doing and good at. And like, but like, if I couldn't do that, I'd be really fucked. Like, cause now everything has to be video, which is also, this is a total aside, but really funny. Cause I don't know if y'all remember that like Facebook, like five years ago, tried to make everything video. And then they just like, but they were like so wrong about it. that They destroyed. Yeah. They destroyed like, a bunch of media companies by trying to make everyone go to video mm-hmm. and all they needed to do was flip the aspect ratio. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they were doing where they counted the views as just someone scrolling by it, but not actually watching it. But then also the fucked up part was saying that no one read articles. Yeah. Which is like, no, a lot of us sometimes don't want to have things in headphones in or are just, or we like to read, <laughs> but the other flip side is like, or I just might want things written well in a condensed thing that I can then 
share. Or you can like scroll to it. Like it's so much easier to scroll mm-hmm. through an article than it is to like scroll through a video for what you need. I, I like feel my brain right. actually shifting because I used to be someone who like every time I needed to like learn how to do something on Photoshop or whatever, I would search for an article because it's just so much easier for me. And now I can do video. And I'm like, that's actually like the human brain is beautiful, but it's also fucked up that I am like now adapting to like video centric, like Uh (laughs) I feel like I have no control over my evolution. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way. I also think that like so much of work in, in content, in media, in television, film, I mean, in anything that is like in entertainment or media is like invisible. There's so like so much stuff that you have to do that people don't realize that you have to do like production wise, pitching yourself wise, editing, all of that kind of stuff. It takes so much time. It takes so much energy. People don't even think about it. When you watch one of those videos, like sometimes when I'm watching TikTok, I zone out so much that I don't even think about like those, you know, the, the like show you sometimes how they make the transition or whatever. But it's like, like sometimes I'm zoned out so much that I'm not even thinking about like, whoa, that was actually cool. Or like it, act, you know, that must've been hard to do or whatever. And I think specifically because you have your North node in the 12th house, like you saying, oh, I like editing now. And I like doing that stuff is like, sometimes like some of that unseen stuff can be really fun because you can tweak it and people kind of don't know how long it took you or what, you, like it, there's like a lot of really interesting and fun little parts in there so I think that totally tracks with your chart too hell yeah I had had a question about your work um because if you don't know I'm sure y'all will see we'll blink and stuff and Aiden before we met I've recognized your work and I feel like especially in like internet astrology wellness things it's easy to find these you know copycats and then what is original thought and then people like bleed out of each other but Aiden is the OG I can't can't attest but my question if this OG-ness and how this all came to be was it's all very my question is this I'm just gonna read how I wrote it because is this work I feel like Oprah right now is this work healing or an impression of healing do you do you heal through your work or is this the the thought of of healing through work do you know what I mean like yeah is it, is it the is it healing or is it or is this about the the phenomenology yes exactly of healing um Mm -hmm. okay I want to say both I want to say that I feel like it started as the phenomenology around healing like I was like a beauty and wellness freelance writer for several years and like my favorite story is like we went on this like my editor at the beauty website took me on this like press trip to Palm Springs it was like by Chevrolet and like they just gave us a new car to like drive to Palm Springs and like eat acai bowls with the girlies and like it was very like no which makes no sense like no it's like a beauty website and I was like do they need to like like what if we steal the car like what would happen like it just doesn't um and so it was very much like hanging out on a pool floaty with PR girls which like yeah it's it's that thing where like it always feels like you're getting on like you're getting ahead because you're scamming this free thing but then like you're hanging out with all of these like spiritually exhausting anxious people and then you're just like oh I'm not getting ahead and like on the last morning it was like they had um, a uh, scare quotes shaman 
come to do a guided meditation for us. And, um, it was like definitely a white guy and like, (laughs) he is sort of like walking around. He gives us each a tiny crystal that we do have to give back at the end. I will say, (laughs) and and, a rental. Yeah. He, he rents us each a small crystal and like, we lie down and we put it on our heart chakra and he's coming around and he's like, okay, like it's, you know, you're, you're waking up and it's a beautiful day and the sun is streaming through your window. You take a big stretch, you go walk outside, like you open your front door and you see in the driveway, your 2018 Chevrolet Equinox. <laughs> and you walked, to- no, he fucking did a sponsored guided meditation, <laughs> which also involved driving to the beach, which I don't, I assume all of you live in LA. I don't know. Like I live in East LA. So driving to the beach is profoundly not relaxing, but like, (laughs) yeah. So maybe that was my ultimate inspiration is like the weird commodification of wellness spaces. And, um, but then I started making videos and I started when I had no ideas, just like writing things that I wish that like, maybe like my parents would say to me or that like, someone else in my life would say to me and then I would like while editing them just start making myself cry just listening to myself sort of like affirm myself so so it became this like kind of fucked up thing where like then I was (laughs) really healing from them um and I think that's a nice balance yeah I mean obviously it's not always all the time but I feel like it's it's been it's turned into this thing that's like profoundly useful for me and it sounds like for other people which is fucking tight Yeah. I think that's also just like a very brave undertaking to go. I'm going to engage with what I wish someone would say to me or what I need to hear or whatever. And I don't know if, I don't know if brave is the right word, but vulnerable. And, um, I think a, a conduit to healing more than saying, you know, again, like content, I'm going to make something that's like, whatever. Uh, I think being able to express that in any capacity is is bound to be healing to yourself and others too, which I think is super cool. I used to go to a meditation space where one of the people who led it um, one day, like it was a light meditation where, you know, you're letting light wash over different parts of your body. But when he got to the butt, he couldn't, he couldn't do it. (laughs) He like, had to stop and was like laughing and there was only like three people in the class too it was awesome it was one of the best days like just leaving that meditation and being like that guy couldn't say but like it was awesome what did he say like did he just move oh, from like torso he for sure we all had our eye I kept my eyes closed but he for sure looked it up and he said backside but it for sure <laughs> took him so long and he was laughing where I was like this guy is Googling it. Like, there's no way that he's not Googling it. Oh, my God. I feel like this guy thought of the meditation, like, did what he normally does for himself or something like that. And then, like, this is the first time he's saying it out loud and going, like, oh, did not, did he not prepare not to say. To have to say, yeah, but. I forgot I was going to have to tell people to have the light wash over their butt. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like his ass chakra is a little constipated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can't you get some get fibers or fiber it uh clear it cleanse cleanse that the root toot <laughs> the toot root <laughs> yes uh Aiden what what is your you referenced your Gemini-ness what is your familiarity 
with astrology? Do you like it? <laughs> I mean, you're here, so I, I, I see you do. I see we you hope. so much. We <laughs> have hope. you ever I had mean, someone have... on here to antagonize you? Have you ever had an anti-astrology person? That would be terrible. I hope no, not. No. We've had men, and that's basically <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> there. <laughs> never guess. Gus, even if they're not hardcore astro, it, usually if you, I mean, look, if you sit down and talk about it longer than eight minutes, you, you usually get in, you know? <laughs> like, it doesn't take too long to to initiate but no everyone like haters i mean we welcome them but as guests that'd be weird no we haven't had a full-blown no now i'm like should we no i'm like i'm the i'm the one that's like debate i'm like sit down i'll change your mind let's go like (laughs) haters haters fucking welcome but i don't bring it because i'd I'd be like no you're right it's not real (laughs) easy to to get i I am i am a dumb dumb i've been a dumbass for years oh my god everyone born in may is like that like No, but where, like, have you liked astrology? Do you relate to your chart and any like highlights, lowlights, things that like, Um, I guess, uh, connect for you in terms of astrology? Oh yeah. I'm a fan. I love astrology. (laughs) Um, I think it's a very useful tool for like, just, I don't know, talking about the world and yourself and also like like, especially if you look at like the whole holistic chart, because it's basically the idea that like every person is made up of like sort of a bunch of different impulses and like qualities. And those things are not inherently bad in and of themselves. So like, I don't know, I think it's kind of like an empathy tool if used right, like just being like, okay, like maybe this person is a little bit like this and it doesn't make them like a bad person, like ostensibly one twelfth of the population is a little like that. And we're all vibing and it's just like how they, you know, <laughs> use that. So I will also say maybe this is like me being an apologist because Gemini's are the bad boys of the Zodiac. Um, and we get so much shit that I'm like, whatever. Like, I do like that. Actually. I'm very into Gemini's having a terrible reputation. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm a staunch Gemini advocate. So you're in, you're in a safe space. Oh, hell yeah. Gemini out. I have Uh, been told by several people that I'm the only Gemini they like. Um, So maybe I'm just a pick me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Gemini hate has quieted down the last, maybe it's the pandemic and they've all been put away in their yeah, in their they homes figured out that like Virgos and Libras cost the most drama no offense to any Virgos and Whoa, Libras in the chat okay. I just feel like okay. drop, drop that fire and I love Virgo's a new one I know yeah, Virgo what is a new one. wait yeah. really Virgos are so crazy and I say this with love Ooh. I love many Virgos I like an astrologer once said somehow that I'm an honorary Virgo because it's the Gemini sun Sag moon Virgos in the middle I don't know shit's going on I like it. I respect <laughs> it. I think they're totally fucking insane. Well, it is your descendant, which yeah. you know, with yeah. the ascendant, right? The opposite side is your descendant. That can represent the people that might be great partners for us. Ugh, might be that bring <laughs> out those things, right? It's our sister sign, if you will, that opposite sign from Pisces. So I do think we talk about, I feel like maybe it's because we've had so much Pisces in, in the air lately. I feel like we've been talking about that Virgo Pisces dichotomy a lot because I think they are more similar of the polarities than one might think. There is this kind of knowing where Virgo is that knowing, like I told you so. And Pisces was like, I just knew it and I don't know why. <laughs> like, and I didn't have any facts or anything to back it up. It, but it's still that 
they're they're very sensing and i think that can um you know either sense well with others or you know we we all get along and don't get along with signs to varying degrees right we're all also blowing my mind the virgo pisces connection if only so i am a gemini sun sagittarius moon pisces rising my boyfriend is a sagittarius sun gemini moon virgo rising Oh, oh yeah. all, all swappy switchy. And I didn't know that about the Virgo and Pisces, but yes, you yeah, are swappy the, switchy. The moon's yeah. in Virgo now too. So maybe you're oh. really, really feeling it mm-hmm. really picking up on, you know, some emotional stuff. I think, I think Virgo too. I mean, there certain types of relationships obviously shine different ways for me. I'm an earth sign. I, a Virgo, I have a Virgo boss excellent boss, you know, wonderful, very organized. I'm really not getting, uh, you know, emails after the fact of something, you know, it's like, there are certain types of relationships where that stuff really works. Would I date the person? Not in a million years. (laughs) I mean, never, you know, just like not going to happen. But I, so I think, you know, there's that. And maybe you would be more likely to date a Virgo just because you have the descendant. Totally. Or just having that, like, I know I can be a little bit chaotic and I like appreciate people that can be grounding. Like, I feel like it's knowing when you want to be with someone who's like you and when you want to be with someone who can kind of like compliment you a little bit and it's a mix, but yeah. Yeah. I like that. I don't know why I wrote this down, but just seeing, cause your, your son is right on the IC, which is like the bottom most point of our chart. You know, it's like, it's the home space. It's private. It's very like, nested rooted cozy and i just wrote is gemini sun on the ic the definition of asmr discuss uh but <laughs> but just this with this this the the mind of a gemini right that does move quickly that wants to express and write having it in a place that's really below the surface i think i don't know just on this one-to-one of like the, the things that you do out in this waking digital and and analog world just seems like I don't know. There's something that felt very like just looking at the chart, very symbolic to see this creative sun smack dab on the IC, but then also with the work that you do, that is very internal about internal reflections of the external world. Yeah. I think that is really interesting. I mean, maybe part of it is also that sort of struggle of, uh, God, not fucking struggle. I need to stop saying, I need to stop calling it struggle. struggle. It's (laughs) It's, it's the, uh, the dichotomy between doing sort of private introvert work and like social extrovert time and that thing. But yeah, also I've never thought about it that way, but I think that is- Are you an ambivert? Allegedly, yeah. (laughs) I'm either an INFP or an ENFP depending on the test. So Mm -hmm. there you go. I like it all. Do you have a sister or sisterhood or are you close with a female family member? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have a younger sister. That um son the son on the IC, that's very family. It's very the fourth house is feminine, the third house is more siblings. Yours just slice just right into the third house. Um that younger sister could be a good jumping off point for you, a good foundation of um support and stuff. I think too, because your moon is on the other side up in Sagittarius towards your midheaven, it's kind of that like showing our emotions some and like letting people in on some of the stuff that other people hide, you know, 
um, which can be really, really vulnerable and really, really tough. Um, and since it's in the ninth house, it seems like, you know, you you do it in more, obviously through your work, you can see too, that you do it in a more intellectual way. Um, but when you need, I think, a little more grounding, a little more like, oh, I don't know. It, when those things strike, like your, your sister might be a good place to bounce them off of a Oh, interesting. I am definitely an intellectualizer of my emotions, but well, that's very Gemini, I think too. And Sag too, in like a felt like a philosophical kind of way where I think that Sag moon especially can have a like emotional philosophy of like either what these are things that I get upset. These are things that I can be upset about and anything else that doesn't fall under that isn't there. But I think it also is that like, if something hits you, um, in a like emotional way, you also can make it into a way of being in a thing of like, I can justify how this relates to everything else in my life. And they're all propping this up and this <laughs> sort of thing. Something that I just noticed that I don't know if I would like, this is not like obviously a real <laughs> formation, but you have this rectangle that to me is just being. I good. wanted to talk about this rectangle actually. Well, I'm going to screen share for just a second. Um, it's just so we have a rectangle. So it's we so funny because thing. you're talking about like really thriving in reels, and it's reminding me just of like funny. it looks like a your phone chart looks screen. like a phone. Like we have it in here of your your Pluto, <laughs> your Neptune conjunct Uranus, Neptune rules screens having this kind of like screen structure changing things that wow. kind of like change quick. I think reels in and of itself is very like Neptune conjunct Uranus, Uranus being quick change, fast ideas, kind of like bolts of inspiration down here with this Merc, this Venus in Taurus, which is like very much the aesthetics in the second house. They're like presenting these things. Also here, we've got Jupiter conjunct Chiron in the fifth house of like expressing pain, healing through expressing your own kind of personal stuff, but also having that be a place where we're really um, expanding on our pain and uh, wounding as well. You know, the acknowledgement of it also leads it to be another thing that we're going to have to like contend with in our creative life on a bigger scale, potentially. Uh, and then also this Pluto in the eighth in Scorpio, kind of these, these things all are opposing each other, um, but also kind of connected and supportive in these different ways um but that feel like opposite but actually build up this rectangle reel of everything that you're doing so i think that while it feels like kind of a, a thing that might be disparate or feels like they don't um they contrast each other they are absolutely like the scaffolding that makes this thing work i think Whoa. too with you being a gemini sun i have a rectangle in my chart goes the other way and something I noticed with myself is that, and it's doubly so because you're a Gemini sun, like seeing both sides of the issue comes naturally to you. Even if you don't agree with both, obviously, you know, you, you figure out where you stand morally and stuff, but even when it comes to like, you know, are we getting salad or are we getting pizza? It's like, well, I know why both are awesome, like right away. Holy which can lead to like struggle making decisions, maybe in the more superficial sense, like pizza and salads really tough to choose, but um, having those moral stakes and stuff, I think also will help you figure out like how you 
make your decisions, how we, you know, get away from intellectualizing emotions and all those things. Yeah. I love that. I definitely feel that way that it's nice to, it can make things complicated and also like what there's not a huge downside to just having empathy though, which to me is like seeing all the sides of a situation. Yeah. I love that. Well, I do want to go back to a screen share because just while we're sharing, because there was, there's one more shape that I felt like was a big star of the show too. Cause we have this big old T square happening to your Mars and Aries in this first house of self and you know, Mars Aries. I mean, you have your Mars at its home sign with Aries, same with Venus and home sign of Taurus. Uh, but when we have a T-square, which is this 90 degree tension aspect on two sides and then an op- framed with an opposition, it's said that we can relieve a lot of tension by going to this planet that we can find if we're ever feeling that like, like, oh, fuck, everything's on me. And like all this stuff that we can find that sort of like exit strategy or way out or relief. And I think with Aries Mars, which would be very like one to one is like movement and punching shit and like, you know, not people, uh, or walls, I don't know, consensual punching spaces that make sense (laughs) or getting the blood moving, right. Having that form of activation that Aries likes to have. And since it is such about warrior energy and movement and, um, just sort of primal kind of stuff, do you have a practice that leans more primal or like maybe soothes that kind of uh, you mentioned, I think some relation to your Aries Mars earlier, but like that planet, what, is there any way that you like maybe notice that popping out in your kind of day-to-day or that you soothe that planet? Uh, I am like trying to be better about that. I can be very spicy and, um, I try to not, I'm trying to (laughs) temper that honor the feelings without acting on them, I think is what my therapist wants me to do. Spicy um, being like pop off or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or just like, I don't know, like we like recently were like at going to a thing and like my, like randomly saw like, uh, someone like an ex of like my really good friend who like sort of had ended things kind of recently and like what not in a great way. And I was immediately like, I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to pour some shit on him and I'm going to start a fight and then blame him so that he gets kicked out. Like, tell me what you want. And she's like, no, I don't want you to do any of that. Oh and it's God. like, okay, you're right. You're right. Like, yeah. And it's the thing where of course, like, no, like if your friend doesn't want you to do it and you do it, then you're not actually being a good friend. So like you can't do it, but just like, I, yeah, like I, I just hate, I don't know. I guess I hate seeing boys be mean to my friends is what I hate. I hate seeing my friends wrong, but like, um, little in those ways. Can you, is it easy for you to stand up for other people? If I'm allowed to, yes. But I feel (laughs) like, again, it's like in ways that like, I worry are actually kind of just like self-gratifying where it's like, okay, is this actually about, again, like, is this what the other person wants? Do they need that? Or is it just about like me having a feeling that like, I can't sit with right now. And like, I'm upset on their behalf, but it's not actually like, useful for me to like, you know, sometimes you just have to be able to hold a charge and that's like hard for me. And Whoa. like, but not to go full therapy, yeah. but are you able to do it for yourself? Like it's a little is harder, it harder for myself. Yeah. It's a little harder for myself, but well, you, you do have the North node in Aquarius in the 12th house. I, I think, you know, being of service to the group is of service to you in a lot of ways. Um, so don't forget that. But again, I think that's that Virgo on the descendant, like some of that, like 
the stuff that you really do to help others might not, it might not be like the most outward part of you. It might be something you, you keep, you know, I, I bet when you're about to go spill on that dude, I bet you weren't like, oh, let me like tweet about it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to like get away with it kind of thing. Yes. That's yeah. I mean, that's just smart. <laughs> yeah. of course. <laughs> I, so I think, I think for sure, like that, uh, Aries Mars in the fourth house, like, I mean, in the first house, like it, that wants you to stand up for yourself too, you know? So don't forget, like, take that we all like we've heard that a million times like oh be that friend to yourself or whatever it, that's like I'm not like breaking new ground here but just remember that because that you know Aries is the self so yeah oh I, I love that I, Aries is the self that's chill I think it's Aries also sextile this north node too and I think that that really speaks to your and you've done this already in creating your, your account and doing the memes and the guided meditations um I think of like forging your own path and kind of indulging in not indulging. That's maybe not the word that I want to use, but I mean like, uh, entertaining these kind of more esoteric or unrelated things that you're doing kind of, like you said about this perfectionism and this being kind of an antidote to that and being able to express yourself in a way that isn't like, uh, as easy to define as like, I'm writing right now, I'm making this thing that kind of combines these, these weird things. And I think that, um, North Node and Aquarius specifically is very much about kind of forging your own path and being kind of iconoclastic about those things. And I think that that, like Stevie was saying, the relief in that T-square too, to me, that Aries Mars in the first is very much like, what can I do about it? And wanting to having that be both a, a sticky place because it is trying that Sag moon in the ninth that I think can be, can, uh, you know, feel like it's, you're doing it for a cause and for a, a good reason. But I think it also is like, um, if I'm feeling this, I know that I'm the one that can get myself out of this situation too. And while it might not be uncomfortable and you might just have to hold a charge, like you said, I think that's like a really beautiful way of saying it. It's also like your own personal action is, what like both feeds all of this and kind of lets releases the tension where it's like, you know, in creating this account, you're like, I have, I have things that I want to express that don't necessarily fit in this thing. How do I make something? Maybe that's not the conscious thought process behind it, but it is still like, I think, you know, no, but totally. in, in using those things. Yeah. Like making something out of that or being able to like, I think you used, um, alchemist earlier, being able to sort of alchemize those like messy feelings into something that is like presentable to the world is sort of like a very, or, or is like is art makes it like that feels so much healthier than sort of like having to, I don't know. I mean, I growing up with like girl expectations, I feel like you're often taught that your emotions need to be presentable to the world, but in a way of like, sort of repression or like um you know trying to to suppress everything into something that feels like palatable or smaller and so being able to make an uh, like art out of an ugly feeling or like not even art but even like a joke being able to make a joke out of an ugly feeling and have other people laugh is like the best feeling in the world <laughs> I was just gonna say I think there is something um and maybe it's just like Pluto Scorpio but I think it's also a very Gemini Sag Thing of kind of the understanding that like we do have to have bad quote unquote 
bad or hard feelings or say difficult things, whatever, whatever it is that those things are just part of life. So how do we make them kind of enjoyable and make them? So if I am not enjoying it, at least someone else is enjoying the inevitable pain of existence. I, I talk about this about like, I don't like tripping if no one's there to like laugh at it or something like something, those kinds of things where it's like, if, if you have to get hurt, at least make it pass on to someone in some kind of way. Oh, that, Oh, that kind of tripping. Yeah. I was like, like, what do you want to do? No, no. I mean like (laughs) tripping or I like crying. I like cry in my car a lot. Uh, I have a lot of third house stuff where it's, but I'm like, I know not (laughs) intentionally, but I'm like, someone could see me and they're going to laugh at this and it's going to make like, I don't know again, not, not as like conscious as that necessarily, but I think that just like you said, you're in that that car bubble that it's a, it is a space to, to be vulnerable and people can catch a glimpse, but also it is just a glimpse if you're singing or crying or doing whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah. The car is such a weird liminal space. The car is such an odd, like it's sort of private and sort of public. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Mine is always filled with trash. Like I just, <laughs> I love What's in it. your it's, trunk? Oh my God. What is in my trunk? Um, I'm always like, well, I just moved. So there's a bunch of stuff. No, I moved like four months ago. I did not just move, but there's that's still, still like, just, that's just, you have a year. That's just, I think Thank there's you. a year. You <laughs> have a you. year when you can still say I just moved. Yeah. So I just moved. Thank yes. you. And there's just like stuff that like I need to bring to my parents' house, like goodwill things. Oh, my bowling ball is in there because I don't know where to put it in my house. Your bowling ball? Are we uh-huh. uh, uh pro bowlers? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the thing about bowling is that I love it. I bowled 101 time and never said like, I'm not a pro I'm a very bad yeah. bowler objectively, but so I love, love doing it. And I love have it. my own ball and shoes. It is an eight pound ball for children. Um, it has my bowling name engraved on it. It has some butterflies on it. Whoa. Yeah, I, we should all go. I love bowling. Absolutely. What's your bowling name? Girlfield, like Garfield, but girl. Girlfield. Do people, does that, does everyone get a bowling name or is it just, if you get the ball, if you put it on your thing? (laughs) Yeah. It's what like you whatever name. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know if it's like you've played enough games, you now get the bowling name. No, like, I don't think I've ever played like no, I've certainly never played like in a tournament or anything. Like I just tend to go with the same people and I put the same name in every time. And so like my friends know that. And so it's like, and then I was like, well, I gotta put something on the ball. Okay, Aww. let me let me ask you this. I think that bowling is I can't I'm trying to think of like another one of these. Do you do you feel like you're a competitive person? No. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry if I'm proving. No, well, no, deceptively. I feel well, that, competitive I about say, I feel certain like, things. I feel like bowling is one where you're like able, it's able to play with other people, but you aren't competing against each other explicitly. I mean, you are because you're like comparing scores, but it still is like yourself. Little stakes. And I love bowling because you get a second chance. At a th- yes. You get two turns. <laughs> yes, you get two turns. You get like. You, you can sit. Which is you can great. sit, you can, you can, you can, I think buffer, you can drink whatever. Yeah. But it feels like it's sort of like an excuse to do a thing. Like it's a sport and that it's like a talking activity. I do think it's mm. a terrible date activity sure. for an early date because you're yeah. never talking to each other if it's only two people, but if it's a maybe group, a double date could, yeah. could work, but no, if it's one-to-one, well, one of you is just always up. It's exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you're never gonna, and then it's just competition. And that feels like very weird to me, but like, no, with a group of people, you're kind of like, you're talking, 
but you also have a job to do. And I'm a little socially anxious. So I love the idea of being like, Oh, I can, I have to go do that right now. Mm-hmm. And like, then you get snacks. I don't know. I like the musical chair element too. Cause then you sit by someone new and it's like, have a little chat here and then you go up and then yeah. it's like, I'm next to this new person. And I get, it's like, you get bite size, very Gemini, like bite size moments with your party. Totally. Second question. That's related, but not actually, do you <laughs> like, um, I know like my bowling ball, you have the shoes, you have the thing. Is this a thing that you do typically with something that you're into? Oh yeah. Oh, I love, I love a little accessory. I love like my friend Keisha and I are talking about getting into tennis just for the skirts. Like I love a, a short lived hobby with like a sexy look attached to it. Great mm-hmm. vibe. All right. Mm-hmm. This is very Venus and Taurus Venus in the second. Taurus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Aiden, we have a scenic tennis place. We can go. Well, we're have, we have so much tennis and bowling on the, on the oh, agenda. Oh, I'm we so are, excited. We are so we're like sportsmen. people. Yeah, we're, we're bros we're, now. We're bros. <laughs> well, it's like, as you get older, it's like you do need talking hobbies. That is the exact way to put it. Talking hobbies. The thing about bowling, too, and, and maybe some of this is like societal because, you know, I, I guess if you're in a serious league, things probably get a little more heated. But it it feeds that north node again because i feel like it's the one time when you're like rooting for the other person to also score and beat you you know what yeah. i mean like you're like oh you let a strike like it's sick you know like you're right. really like oh fuck i have to get another pin or i'm gonna like mark's gonna win like i don't know i'm not like that in bowling. no you'd be an asshole if you were like recreationally playing bowling with your friends and trying to beat them <laughs> <laughs> But also you want the game, at least every time I bowled, I'm always like, let's make this last the longest we can. Mm -hmm. Like, don't rush at all. Like, take your time, turn after turn, you know, do a move in between throwing the ball you know like let's oh and then you get to watch the graphics on the screen i mean there's yes, so the many graphics oh they're, they're just, so nice i mean you are a taurus venus queen after my own heart and i love it sextile the the, the jupiter cancer too going back to like feelings because it's like nothing says big feelings like jupiter and cancer <laughs> where it's like no 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 we can we can actually have some more and and it matches my the things that i like to look at or something i wrote down about just looking at that at at your chart was surrounding yourself with beautiful things is actually good for my health, (laughs) like, or actually good (laughs) for my, you know, my place in this world. And there is encouragement from your chart to, I mean, and also, isn't that like a life dove? Like, Oh, the things you like make you happy. Cool. Yeah. Oh God. I love a (laughs) Yeah. I love a, a beautiful object. Um, I wish that I could like, I wish I would, I were a little like more Virgo in that I'm definitely one of those people who's like, a clean, like organized workspace would be better for me. And I just like, can't get there. Like, it's just not going to happen. Many Virgos are, are like that. Yeah. There's lots of messy Virgos. They get a reputation for being clean, but I know some of them. Oh yeah. It's validating. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, you, I'm, I have a lot of tourists too. Taurus wants it like everything but you know you have to remember you're mutable everything's in flux the laundry you know the clothes you're wearing are still dirty it's you're never gonna get it's never gonna be that thing I mean maybe you know when you have help to do it when you have when you can pay people to come and like organize your closet or whatever but it is just that thing of like remember things are in flux it'll be clean tomorrow it might be dirty the next day 
I can't imagine really having nice. a life without knickknacks. Like yeah. the people uh, that have just it's clean. Are you all into like clothing swaps? Are you yes. clothing swap people? Yes. I want to do one with like, but we're allowed to bring our tchotchkes. I want to do like a tchotchke swap. Oh, I would uh, absolutely do that. This is the open invitation. We're creating this. I just think it would be, there's so many little things that I'm like, I love this and it has value. Wow. And also like, I can't, I cannot stay in my home any longer. <laughs> I, I recently went to my first clothing swap. It's a thing that I've always been like, I don't have anything that anyone wants because I just will either be like, I don't think they'll like it. Or I also sometimes very much like wear my clothes or I'm like, mm-hmm. this cannot be swapped. I would love to be able to donate, <laughs> donate stuff or swap, but I'm like, it's just, it's been worn. It has to be thrown away, which you know, that's its own thing too. But I will say this clothing swap was so validating because I brought stuff that I really liked, but just like never worked for me. And it was really interesting to see other people either like love it or try it on and go, I really like it, but like, it kind of cuts weird on the sleeves and going like, thank you. Okay. This is exactly what I thought. So it's not me. It's okay. It's the garment. That's great. And I think that you're right. It's the like being like, I love this. I want this to go to someone that I also love or that cares about those things or that I think that would appreciate this, but I just don't have a place for it. Totally. And like just the joy, I mean, I guess it's the bullying thing. It's the idea of like seeing like a group of people and then like you try something on and everyone's like, you look amazing. You need to take that. And like your friend tries something on that like belong to you. And then you get to think about your friend, like wearing your clothes and like looking great and having nice experiences in them. Oh, huge fan. And there's something about when a friend who you find hot and cool and all the things, and then you have like a little piece of their pheromones yeah, <laughs> kind of on you. Like, cause you like, oh, I've seen you in that. And you looked really hot. Back to Virgo, my Virgo mom, anytime I come back home, I'll wear a Uniqlo puffer jacket. She's like, what jacket is that? Give me the exact SKU number. I give her the SKU number. She buys it immediately. She's like, we live in different cities. This is fine. And I go, okay, that is fine, I guess. But when you see it modeled in real life on you, I'm also getting back into um, in real life shopping in general. Like Ooh, I, yeah. I've, I've broken, I've broken away from the web a little bit. I'm not fully, come on, to- I'm not a, not a monster. No, trying but... stuff on when you have time. Do you go with people or alone? I'm an alone, alone. shopper. Alone. I think Cannot another do one I'm really into right now is when I'm not lo- like when I'm not. Oh, I have this wedding coming mm-hmm. up and I need a dress. Oh, never. Like just regular shopping in a store mm-hmm. when you're like, oh, I could use some <laughs> whatever. I mean, I guess this is like such a champagne like issue where I'm like, oh, I could go buy new shoes whenever I want. Not whenever I want, but you know, like it's so much nicer to be like, oh, I'm leisurely. And I really like these instead of like, oh, I need sandals. So like, I have to get these because they're the only ones that fit and it's not squishing my feet or whatever. Right. That's mm. a great point because I was just going to say, where is anyone real life shopping? Because I have not been in a store in the past, you know, I would say like four years where I've been like, there's anything to buy, not, not nothing, but I feel like because everyone's shopping online, the selection of everything, but I'm doing what you're saying, Lisa, is where I'm like, I need something. And of course they're not going to have it then. That's but exactly I think, what it is. I think if I'm leisurely 
bopping in. I'm finding stuff. I don't want to be thrift shopping is so great for that. And yeah. Oh, and also I haven't been yet. It was on my list. I'm probably going to go maybe this weekend. Um, and it's on brand for what we've been talking about, but I, I met a friend's friend and she was wearing a cute jacket and I was like, where the fuck did you get that? And then she was like a boutique downtown called Virgo. And I was like, Oh my God, I know that place. I do too. I've never been inside boutiques. They're back, baby. The like little curated, you know what? I'll pay that little extra, that little extra you, you've everything in here is cute. Good. Thank you for doing me the service of everything in here. Like I don't have to, cause I get, I do, I like a thrift, but I do get anxious. The, mm-hmm. the sound of, um, hangers after mm-hmm. a while is one of those top, top five sounds of, of like, if you wanted to like Guantanamo baby, like that is like the, that is the sound of, I don't think. And for those who work in retail with hangers, uh, I don't know how you do it because it's just, it's just one of those nails on chalkboard sounds. So I do have a small window of time mm-hmm. where I can shop. I don't like to work that hard shopping where I'm like, let me see. Do you want me to spend money? Because that's my work. Like I'm not working here. I'm giving you the money. Let me see the clothes. Like don't make me work, don't make me work for it. Oh Show God, me no. what you got. I'm the most masochistic shopper. I am like, I want to go to the biggest Goodwill and I want to not even go to the dressing room until I have looked at every single item and made my choices. I want to be weighed down. I want to be stressed out. <laughs> I want to be like trying to pretend that 10 items are six. Like yes. we, we need Rising, to team up popping. We need to team up because I would love to be just going through throwing and being like, okay, you take that, like, keep, keep. This. Oh, but that's, I'm like, I know. Yeah. That's great shit. I don't like shopping with others unless I'm in charge of picking out things for them. Cause I do feel like Cute. I have a good eye for others. Mm-hmm. Wow, women be shopping. I hate to say it, right? <laughs> but what's something that passes the Bechdel test that feels like it doesn't pass the Bechdel test? Yes. <laughs> this, this podcast in its entirety. Um, but also consumerism is rampant and we're reclaiming it. And there's nothing wrong with having a little nice walk around mm-hmm. and an IRL shopping experience. I mean, it's exercise. <laughs> well, really I nice. think it is also, there is something to the, uh, something that is great about the internet, but I mean, or like, there's so many things that are great about the internet, but I think that one of the things that's kind of tough is that it's harder for people who are like really good at something or really passionate about something like cure putting together. I love having a boutique where I put together clothes and I find them from interesting places and they all cohesively go together and I create this experience. Whereas like, because the internet, because it's making money or whatever, that it's like everyone becomes a boutique owner. Everyone can, you can buy a thing or it becomes about like just getting the item instead of the actual experience. And I think that that's not necessarily, while it is consumerism, because we're talking about shopping and buying something, it's also about like, no, it's, this is a thing that we're, we're creating experiences for people. We want this to be a place where someone goes. And it's also showcasing someone else's work. And and how can mm-hmm. we like, I don't know, not necessarily. I don't know if that's uh, like putting something in a positive light that, light that does not need to be put in a positive light, but also feels like we can separate out both of those things to say, like, you're not a piece of shit for wanting to shop. Because yeah. it's also these <laughs> other things going on. And how do we, how do we say, I think that's like an astrology 
something that I like about astrology, speaking of like detractors and things like that, where it's like, no, we're not saying everybody is like this who's born in May. We're saying that everybody is shitty sometimes and wonderful sometimes and has strengths and weaknesses and what are they and how do we work with them? And it's like the, the yes, consumerism is shitty. And also people like being surrounded by nice things and having a good, like wearing things that make them feel good or whatever. How do we, how do we do both of those things and not have it be the least harmful and the most life affirming? Totally. Back to like the clean house thing too. You know, it's like my mom, my mom got, um, like a soap dispenser when she like redid her kitchen, she got it installed in the sink. Cause she's like, I hate seeing that bottle of soap and like, it's her hell to fill it. Like, it's so hard to fill, which, you know, you just don't know because you've never used it before you get it. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you think you hate the soap bottle, but like, you're going to end up putting the soap bottle there because the other replacement thing is like so annoying. And so it's just, I don't know. I think the like living life part of it is the part that's good you know yes. the part where you're like ah, I actually learned something here and like the soap bottle is not as bad as I thought or whatever <laughs> yeah um, on the wellness tip because Aiden it sounds like your your history goes deep in this in this realm I'm curious what what in the wellness world and well you know wellness is a big loose umbrella what is like eye roll cringe to you at the moment and or what are you what realms of wellness are you like really into like are you having like a big skincare moment are you like super over I don't know like is there anything that's like calling to you and anything that's like repelling you in terms of what you're experiencing in that in this world Ooh, okay I feel like I'm having a skincare renaissance um I mean I think just like being on set and stuff and like working a lot. I was not doing that at all. And now I work from home, which means that I can procrastinate by putting shit on my face. So, um, <laughs> there's a lot of squalene going on right now. Sure. Oh. Um, there's a lot of like, I also recently, I had like this old, like sixties school desk that like, or not school desk it was like a bedroom desk, but it's like really cute and psychedelic and um, also I need to spread out. So I'm a table bitch. And, but my boyfriend like helped me turn it into like a little vanity. So now I have like, I was like putting oh. all this shit in. So now I get to like see all of my shit and I'm like, okay, I yes. should really like actually use my 1 million beauty products that mm-hmm. I don't ever use that I'm like, Oh, it's too nice. So I'll just wait for it to expire. Like, no, that's not. <laughs> so yeah, actually using my shit is something that is very hot right now. Um, yes. it is not right now. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I'm perpetually squicked out by like super commodification of like wellness and, and like through that, like, you know, mental health language and like sort of, I mean, I don't know, like it's hard to have a conversation around like wellness without talking about like the conditions that make people unwell, which is just a conversation about like systemic oppression. And so like when brands are like, do like the nurturing thing for yourself and buy Coca-Cola like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's really interesting to sort of see how those movements have been co-opted. Like I always call it like spiritual gaslighting or like mm-hmm. spiritual nagging because it's like, <laughs> like brands are no longer allowed to like call you fat. So they just call you unhappy. <laughs> like, 
And that's like fascinating to me. Like they're still trying to make you bad to like make you feel bad so that you buy shit, but like. Or like you haven't taken care of yourself, air quotes, or yeah. taken a moment. Or and I know that we all just talked. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Like, I know that we all just talked about like buying shit to make ourselves feel better. And that's valid. But I think the difference there is the old fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to like dissociate at the mall for a little bit. And, but on my own terms, I don't want Instagram to sell me that. Like When they're like, is there an insurrection? Get Postmates <laughs> delivered. You know, you're like, what is happening? Like, yeah. You're like, yeah, I want Postmates, but now I like feel like I shouldn't get it. Yeah. Totally. No, it's just the idea of like, yeah, everything sort of borrowing the language of like social consciousness or like, I still get like really deranged PR emails sometimes from like my past as freelance writing and my present as like being influencer adjacent, I guess. And like, um, for women's history month, I got like just a ton of like really weird ones that are like for, for just like the most random products. Like it was, one of them was like, um, a skincare company, like a makeup company. And it was like in honor of women's history month, like every purchase comes with an NFT of the founders. So it's just a photo of the founders (laughs) and like they're women, I guess, but I'm like, okay, wait, so you're just like giving us an NFT selfie and if it's an NFT, the assumption is that like you believe this will increase in value somehow. Like what? Like what yeah. is going? How does this? Thanks help for women? the JPEG. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also like, aren't we? Aren't we taking women seriously? We're making them an NFT. Like women bosses, that needs to be celebrated and recognized. Here's your NFT. Like Please. you're supporting women by doing this, and it's like support me. You know, was yeah. it an embarrassing <laughs> like- photo? Because I would buy that like okay. I'm gonna start making embarrassing like <laughs> here's like me drunk as fuck NFT like dude that would be I was like that. I do not know what the NFT looks like because um, I did not purchase the course. makeup so it of is like course. a marketing strategy that I too was like I really need to know what these women look like what is going on over here who are the people that sent this email to me but um yeah that's a nice idea is having some really incriminating photo as an NFT. Screenshot sure. NFTs. <laughs> Absolutely. We we talked a little bit on NFTs before we started recording, but Aiden, you said something if you were going to massacre some NFT create. What was it you said? Oh, God, I wish it was that. No, it was much more embarrassing and insidious, which is just that I think they're obviously um, a scam and a huge waste of environmental resources. And given that, if I could scam it and some tech guy into like spending a lot of money on something that I made and no one had to know, I would absolutely do it. If I could just like get in and be, and and they were like, yeah, I would love to give you thousands of dollars for this image. I would be like, yes, please. I, I will sign over whatever you, you sure own that my guy. (laughs) That's my secret dream is that it's a total scam. And I would honestly love to get in on it, (laughs) but also it's so embarrassing that like, I would never ever do any of the labor of minting. (laughs) Get get minted. Yeah. I feel like the buzz, the buzz has kind of died down a bit. I'm sure there's still people who are sitting probably not people that listen to this podcast, but there are people they might know going spitting out their drink going, it hasn't died down. Yeah. Actually, uh, you have you didn't go to the con last week in Miami or whatever or whatever the hell. But when those bored apes were popping, I was having a really good time watching 
you know, Gwyneth Paltrow be like, this is my bored ape. And it's like the ugliest fucking They're so ugly. Oh my God. Like they're Make it so cute. If Hello Kitty, yeah. like Hello Kitty, I could see myself take yeah. my money. Like you yeah. already have. Oh. I've, I'm a firm supporter. I'm sure. Does Hello Kitty have an, I want to say yes. I mean, I used to have a Hello Kitty toaster. I will buy any stupid shit with it. Yeah. Put her face on the toast, which seems I really fun. That toaster. But That's actually cute. it means that only like a third of your bread is toasted at any given time. Yeah. And also it started to smell like melting plastic after like a couple of months. So. <laughs> That's so her. <laughs> so her. So on brand. Um, I did love it though. <laughs> Hello, kitty. This toast is only halfway toasted. And then she was like, <laughs> me being cute. Sorry. <laughs> Do you have any questions about your chart, about anything coming up or anything that you've oh, like, yeah. wondered about that you, that doesn't make sense to you or, or something where you're like, I know I have this placement. I, uh, how does this integrate lingering oh, question? This is so special. Um, I mean, I like the idea of thinking about like family and sister stuff. I like, um, I don't know. Is there any future shit I should be worried about? Am I doing like I'm Always. out of my Saturn return? <laughs> I'm I'm good, right? We're just smooth riding forever, actualized. <laughs> well, let me let me do oh, you a real got... let me let me give you a little quick or we, good shit. Got... I'm also down for some good shit. Yeah. 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 We got, got eclipses. So Pluto has cleared your Saturn. So whatever yeah. was happening for some time. I mean, Pluto moves so slowly. It is coming for your north node, but that I think it's much more um that's much more like figuring out what life means kind of stuff where I think with Saturn, it, it can be more tactile or like, Oh, like mm. my schedule keeps getting fucked up or whatever, like whatever that kind of stuff that was happening recently, like expect, expect no more of that. Cool. Um, I mean, we're going to be having eclipses too. Um, right now the North node is right on your Mercury. And, um, I think that's, exciting for like putting out, putting out work and for, um, having maybe not necessarily like a, a change in something, but, uh, having something take off, I feel like would be a thing or like having a, having a post, uh, like go viral. Not that you don't already have that happening or, but, or having some other kind of, um, I think even just like creative idea, like a thought, uh, what's the word that I'm like inspiration. You know what oh, I mean? Fuck yeah. It's cool. also writing and like, so, you know, any, any sort of like writing job or mm -hmm. uh, something, it, it could be public speaking. If you've like considered, you know, doing um, more live events or Ted or, you know, starting to perform on stage in some way could be that. Um, I, I think it also could just feel like you're hitting a groove, like you said, of, of in, embodying yourself being a writer being a uh zeitgeist vessel being an alchemist a thought alchemist in in whatever thing of just kind of having moments where you go like yeah i'm i am expressing what it is that i'm wanting to express or having that kind of be like uh yesterday i didn't feel like a writer and then all of a sudden i'm like oh i guess i just decide one day and that's the thing i think too because you have a lot happening in your first and second houses currently, which is who we are and sort of like what we're doing in basic senses. And I think it, it feels like, like I said, like getting back to basics, maybe just who am I? 
what are the things I like to do? Also second house is money. So like there could be like returning to old resources or a pivot, maybe an old idea, but spinning it in a new way too with, with your Venus and Mercury here, you know, the stuff you like and how you express it, you know, can be really impactful and not that it has to be so influencery. Right. But just in like, Oh my God, I love friendship bracelets. So fuck it. Like, I'm really going to like dive in, whether that's for, for, for fun or for, for gain or whatever it might be, but there is, you know, a Taurus, a Taurus based queen, you know, likes to be supported and likes to have be comfortable and likes to afford the luxuries of life. Doesn't mean it has to be the first world problems. Like, Oh my God, where am I traveling next? But like, no, like I, when you work hard, you want to like eat out sometimes, you know, (laughs) like, or like do the things that you enjoy to do. So I think that there's this nice, I don't know, back to basics just feels like the, the phrase that keeps coming up of like, what are the things that I just like to do? Cause there's like not too much, like in other people's stuff. It feels really you right now. It feels very of your, of your own stuff. Now that other people won't be around your Gemini after all, but to saying like you were saying with the um you know post saturn return and all that too it, it is like um moving towards thoughts and ways of being that do feel a little bit more generative and supportive and healing and healthy as opposed to some of that south node in scorpio eighth house like um being a vessel for other people's trauma um instead of just being I'm expressing myself more so I can like, I'm allowed to express your good, your good thoughts and your healing, healthy ideas too. And that can just, that can also be healing for other people. You don't have to stay in that loop of going like treading old material, if that makes sense. Oh my God, totally. It feels like a more balance than maybe taking on the trauma dump, which Pisces, you know, can, they can sit in here whatever anyone else wants here. How was your Saturn return? You added this in your 11th house, which is about, can be about technology, can be about friendship and community. Was there big themes that, did you feel it? Did it, did Oh my God, I felt it. I mean, who doesn't feel that? Yeah, but like, (laughs) no, totally. I think it was a huge sort of crystallizing of values and also like, no, not like, I think I've always been very valley, like my values are pretty strong. I have pretty strong morals, but like, being able to like act on them in a way that feels like um like sitting in them and being able to like comfortably communicate them and like talk about boundaries like huge huge boundaries years great great for that yeah and also just huge fucking creative years I mean I don't know I really appreciate uh Julia what you said sort of about the idea of like sharing positive stuff as well I mean we're at time but I could like talk forever about like being like a girl online and like coming sort of into it at sort of like peak sad girl era and then like <laughs> you know and like when we were all sort of getting really into like sharing and like mental health and like how fucking radical that was to be able to be someone on the internet and mm-hmm. be like this is a meme it's a joke but it's also like a really like raw look into my psyche at this moment when I'm not doing super well yeah. and then like yeah. getting there and then also being like oh I want to like not live there like yes. I'm actually doing really well And it like, doesn't, I mean, it's what, like, I have a lot of musician friends and I feel like it's sort of a, if you write like sad music, people like benefit from you being sad. And like, that's a really weird cycle to be in. So it's the same thing and sort of growing out of that and being like, okay, like, it's not, I'm certainly not like a like positivity influencer by any means. Like that's not my (laughs) vibe and that's fucked up, but also like, um, Oh, we could have a whole episode just 
on, oh, on that. Stand up oh, is yeah. the same way, you know. People mm-hmm. love to say that it's tragedy plus time. Yeah. And it's like that that means that I have to have tragedy all the time to make a joke. Like that's that's not good. I mean, people tell especially as a female comedian, people tell you all the time that like you can't have a happy relationship or that you can't, you know, you can't have a family and go on stage. Like, you know, right. there's so many of those things that get, um, you know, reiterated back. And, and I think probably mostly to women and probably in every art form, it happens, um, maybe more to male musicians, like maybe they kind of get it because I think, uh, that sad boy musician character is always like adored in a lot of ways. Um, I, and we I can think, save him. We can fix of course him. We can. Well, yeah, that, that also makes for some real toxic men. Mommy, I need a teat. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, 100%. Man. No, I just remember like New Year's this year um, being off my face on MDMA with like my really good friend and just holding each other's faces and being like, we're just going to be basic this year. Like we're just going to be happy. <laughs> That's the best. And I I'm mean, there and it feels great. <laughs> I was going to say, you're also going to have a Mars return soon and Jupiter is going to go, I mean, has been going through your 12th in your first and will stay in your first. You'll have a Jupiter Mars conjunction too, which might be a hot spicy day, but also I think just like you're going to probably be a little more energetic and feel, I know you talked about not feeling super, um, like you have a ton of energy or time for personal projects. And I think that that'll, that, that might get a little bit of a boost over the summer. And, uh, and we're also going to have later in the year, Mars retrograde in Gemini. So I think being able to kind of think about and reprocess, even if this Mars return is just like getting your house unpacked and doing those goodwill things and all of that kind of stuff too. I think, I think definitely like May to July, we're going to see some, some increased energy. And also if not remembering that, like, there's going to be a lot of Mars, you know, Mars is going to be making its way through your first second and hanging out in this third, where it's like, we're going to have some writing, rewriting, um, kind of energy, I think second half of the year too. So if there's something that you're working on, then thinking about like getting a first draft done with this kind of boost of energy and then doing kind of rewrite editings later in the year, having that as like a framework for how you're kind of tracking or setting up your projects. So nice. I like thinking of that too. The image came to mind, Julie, as you're describing that for Aiden of, you know, when I don't know if you guys relate to this, but you know, when you have a to-do list and you keep putting things like start painting <laughs> like yeah. over and over yeah. and then you're like, actually, I don't think I want to paint because I think yeah. I would have done it by now. Like, so it's almost, but if I do paint cool, but I'm not going to just keep writing or week after week, start painting and feel bad each week that I didn't start painting. So if painting comes to me, awesome. But like, it's, I don't know, it's getting totally. like, again, kind of getting real with thyself and not like let's encourage ourselves and not try to make ourselves feel bad like the world is already way ahead of us doing it right those are like all my uh like manifestations or whatever it's like always something big and broad like that and I think also just like a uh hack for those is like paint a painting not start (laughs) painting start painting is a whole like thing it's like Mm -hmm. paint something or like buy paints 
get a thing, draw a picture, do so like, that's a way where we, I think like, if you keep going, like, I want to be a painter, I want to be a painter. What your start painting is basically like make a new life. And you're like, okay, cool. I'll get to that. I guess I'll get to that when I cross all the rest of this off. Can't wait to start painting. Yes. <laughs> I'll just be a painter. Yeah. I'll just- do that then yeah no totally <laughs> it's so much easier and also yeah like why make your interests obligations like yes. right but it yes. is that thing I guess like speaking to the people too of it being like I because I've been on both of those things I'm that's something that I'm trying to do not to make this about me but to go like hey tell someone I'd like to this is an idea I have or whatever like because I think sometimes we're getting stuck mm-hmm. in the accountability the accountability or we're getting stuck in the part where I mean because you talked about this with like your video editing and stuff of like um feeling like you do have to be the one that does all of the steps and that has been a lot of of your work and that again that Mars Aries first first house being that tension relief thing of being like I have to be the one to figure this out but sometimes you also can say, oh, this is something that I've really been thinking about. And you might have someone in your orbit, that third house sun uh, and Taurus Mercury too. I think in the second house of like saying what you want is the easiest way to get what you want. Telling someone what you have in mind, they might also say, oh my God, I have this perfect editor who loves doing that stuff. You guys should totally link up or whatever that you might be getting, <laughs> getting, Yeah getting help that you might not feel like you need or might not feel entitled to because you're capable of doing it all yourself, but you might actually like getting, having other people working with you. Little delegation. Never heard of one Virgo. That's Virgo energy right there. Yeah. That's oh, a beautiful scale. Who does this? Who not even does this better than me, but like, I just don't even want to do this. So who like, where's the team? Um, all right, let's play. If you know, there's no more questions. Let's play a game. I'm saw. Let I want to play a game. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to play a game? I've never seen any of the saw movies. I'm All right, the light on in my house really, really fast because oh, it's it. got slowly it's super dark. It's turned to darkness. All right, okay. next astrology okay. girly meetup. We're watching Saw one through four. Uh, <laughs> Bowling uh, saw party. Oh Bowling saw <laughs> knickknack swap party. Perfect. Wow. Meech. Um, we're gonna play a game. You might have heard of it. It's called Mary Fuck Kill. Have you played? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know it. It's classic. Tales all this time. So we're gonna play with celebs. We're gonna have three options. Mary Fuck Kill for your placements, for your big three placements. I couldn't find an exact big three match. Sometimes it's hard with celebrities. We don't always have the rising sign, but let's start with some Gemini sun, Sagittarius moons. And let me just say, sometimes when you have these placements, it's stacked and honey, this department is stacked with very good celebutant options. And I'm going to call this trio extremely hot. And we're going to play with Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Naomi Campbell and Lenny Kravitz. Oof. Oh my God. Oh man. Okay. Wow. Like models, all, all, yeah. all are models. Okay. okay. All are tra- classically ha- handsome. <laughs> okay. But vibe, who are we vibing with? Who-, who are we vibing with? I think, okay. I was like very impressionable when that article about Naomi Campbell like throwing a phone at her assistant and like verbally abusing her came out. So I think I have to kill Naomi Campbell just on that because I 
I can't let that go. I don't know what that's about as a former he's, assistant. He's um, been a, she's a known villain. She's yeah, known that villain. Role. Very hot though. Very hot villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would marry Nicole Kidman, iconic, and I would fuck Lenny Kravitz. I don't know if you remember when he was doing that concert and, and he squatted in his dick. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Great, Absolutely. great. And my mom and I like send that gift to each other like once a year. Oh just- my <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. So there Mom. you go. Whoa. I'm, I'm also going to fuck Lenny Kravitz, but only in that big scarf. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cozy. That's aftercare. Wrap me in it. Big scarf. I'm going to pick the same. I'm also going to kill Naomi Campbell. And I have to marry into the AMC um, legacy. <laughs> What if her vows to you are that AMC monologue? <laughs> I truly couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, those are that. What is sometimes she, what, we what go to say? this place to heartbreak, feel sad. That's heartbreak it. face feels good, good in a place yeah. like this. The only time you'll know Nicole Kidman is from Australia is during the AMC heartbreak. opening credits. Yeah, heartbreak, heartbreak feels friend. good in a place like this. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I've said we would never do it, but I can't help it. I know the Australians are listening. Are like, um, we were in a movie and she texted me during that and said, how uncomfortable do you think Nicole Kidman was sitting in an AMC theater seat? <laughs> do you think it was a real theater seat or do you feel like it was yes. a set i'm like oh, they must have cleaned oh. the shit out of that it must have either been either so... way i doubt yeah. it was comfortable i bet they were real amc seats regardless <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay cvd are you ready yeah i didn't want to pick these three because i want like truly <laughs> would be could live a very happy life if we all as a quad you know <laughs> linked up but i'm gonna I'm going to marry Lenny very hot. I would like to wake up daily. Going to fuck Naomi. She's gorgeous. She's hot. And I think that kind of abusive energy might be a little fun in the bedroom. Uh, And then I don't want to kill Nicole Kidman. I, I, her body of work is perfection, but I don't know. I just want to fucking marry the other two a little, a little bit more. That's really, that's all. That's always, Uh, it's only what it boils down to. That's what that is. That's what love is. It's a feeling. I, okay. One thing's for sure. I'm marrying Lenny Kravitz. Mm -hmm. Um, He, I mean, for all of the aforementioned reasons, of course, he also is an interior design enthusiast, has his own design group. And the aesthetic is, it's good. I mean, I love it. It's, it's very much my vibe. There's a bathroom that he designed that I'm like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's this like orange marble thing that's happening. It's very like Regency, but not, I don't know. So I'm like, I love it. I want to have a design empire with him. Um, also, also he's very nice. Um, (laughs) I am really torn though, because I also really thought about marrying Naomi Campbell because I do think I would love to like go to the villain side in this. Like, I do think that we as a Sag, Sag Gemini like pair could be really devastating. And I, (laughs) I, that's very appealing to me. Um, but 
I do. Have you seen her cribs for her house in Jamaica? No. Oh my god. Check it out. There's like water that like runs through it, and you like take little boats. It. Look, I think it wasn't her shining moment back in the day, and I think she has repented. And you know, I'm not. Look, I'm not here to. I'm not her lawyer. I'm not here to plead a case, but I will say, I think times, I think she's changed and check out her house in Jamaica on YouTube, but I am going to, I am (laughs) going to fuck Naomi Campbell. Um, which means unfortunately, I know I'm going to have to kill Nicole. Um, did not want to do it at all. Again, huge fan. Also really, I feel like there was like a moment when Nicole Kidman was kind of like fading away and we were like, what's going to happen? And I mean, maybe it's just like patriarchy when her and Tom Cruise got divorced and it was like, who's going to get Hollywood? Well, that was Scientology, babe. She like got fucking (laughs) Hollywood and I'm like so happy for her. Love her work. And I think that like practical magic, come on, we owe our Uh, lives. Killer. Amazing. Not in like a creepy way, but like, I want to like, I want to kill Nicole Kidman in a like slowly poisoning her. Yeah. Or like, no, where I'm like, where I'm like, she's she's consented her her last final great performance and we'll like film it or whatever. Like we'll make it art. But I like, I mean, (laughs) we've seen her like die on screen. I feel like it'll be very Moulin Rouge. Like (laughs) like, (laughs) that I feel like that she would like this. Okay. And just a little, a few more that I didn't pick from, but that are gem sons, Sag Moons, Liam Neeson, Iggy Azalea, Judy Garland, Lauren Hill, Joan Rivers, Neil Patrick Harris, Zoe Saldana, Bill Burr, Barry Manilow, and Melissa Etheridge. Now, Gemini Sun, Pisces Rising, a little, I mean, we know this, but you guys have listened to the show before. If there's risings, it's a little harder to find. We do have a few, and I want to call this, this is just an odd bunch, but whatever. Uh, this is some Gemini Sun Pisces Risings. We have Peter Dinklage, Morgan Freeman, and the notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. This one's hard, too. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's really shining in their categories. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So it's, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Peter I want to hear yours first. Morgan Freeman, Biggie Smalls. I Yeah. I need a second on this, but I'd love <laughs> to hear your opinions because this is a tough one. Okay. I... I'm going to marry Peter Dinklage, big mm-hmm. fan. And I just think, I don't know. I like, he was like on that season of Nip Tuck where I think he was like the, uh, I forget her name now, but I'm like, I don't Kimber, not Kimber. Okay. The, like recall. It was the other guy, not, not Julian, the other guys, Christian, wife, Sean, Sean um, and her, her, his wife whatever um it was like the law to have nip tuck on dvd also dude, back I, dude, <laughs> if you didn't nip watch tuck, nip tuck you had it on dvd oh i watched nip tuck like that was like my secret like in my bedroom shut the door i'm like nip tucks on like <laughs> high school it was um, kind of porn it was it, a little it was bit softcore porn very pornographic absolutely into it um i'm gonna marry peter dinklage again i just think like I don't know. We're going to like talk. He's like a good actor and that would be fun to talk about all the time. All so is Morgan Freeman, of course. Um, mm. I'm going to fuck Notorious B.I.G. Because uh, I don't really want to fuck Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the voice, it's the voice. The vo- Like not, not yeah. that it's a bad voice, but it's like been used in so many voiceovers and things like that. I feel like I'm going to, I would like him to marry narrate maybe while i fuck the other two but okay 
I'm going to kill Morgan Freeman. I'm going to fuck Biggie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. Yeah. God, I think, uh, it's, it's a really a tough one. Okay. I think I'm just going to go with my gut on this one. Um, also probably, I mean, maybe they're listening, uh, but they probably wouldn't take me up on any of this. So I guess the consequences, the stakes are very low, actually. I'll you never know high who, in my head. You never know who tunes in Aiden, but <laughs> right. like, shoot, shoot your shot. Let's hear yeah. it. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> with Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> For sure listening. I mean, hey. I think I'd also have to fuck Biggie. Like, how could you not? Like, the I songs yeah. make it sound so fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's uh, what he would he, want. That's what he wants. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can't, you don't want to lock him down. Like, no. Yeah. Okay. I think he's I think known for fucking. Yes. Right? I think yeah, I would marry Morgan Freeman. Just, and literally, I love them both. I think they're great. I just feel like Morgan Freeman, to me, the voice is so stable and so, like, protective. I think it would really be, I think he has a secure attachment style. Um, and I think that would be, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't want to kill Peter English, but I think it's just the, by default, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So like, that's not, the way the math look, works out. Yeah. That's, like more of like, it's not, yeah. Not in like a, a hate way more in a, like he went to a farm upstate way. Sometimes, sometimes the kills are like, nah, I'm killing them. And I would yeah. say both rounds haven't really shown in that, yeah. in that light. I am going to have to go with the same order of Julia. I think Morgan Freeman, I'm not sure that he's not weekend at Bernie'sing like currently. <laughs> so I'm just like, he's ageless. We're not sure. Yeah. I love Peter Dinklage, huge fan. Um, yeah. I think he spans so many different acting like you know, from comedy to drama to like, I don't know, Game of Thrones or I don't know, whatever. I've never even seen Game of Thrones. He's in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damn, <laughs> I want to read lines with Peter fantasy, Dinklage. Now that you're I mean, this. there's so much. Yeah. He spans such a like wide breadth of styles of acting and, and like huge things. So yeah, of course, I think um, I'm going to marry him. And then, yeah, we've already discussed Biggie. I, hey, I will, I will fuck the hologram. <laughs> yeah, I don't even need the real guy. That sounds preferable in yeah. many ways. It's like, just send your CGI over. Um, I think I'm with my, I think I'm with my pod squad. <laughs> Never said that before on that. Um, the pod squad. Definitely. There's something, and maybe it's daddy issues, but like, there's something about Morgan Freeman where I can't. Like mm-hmm. he's almost too paternal. Like it's like never heard of that. You gotta go. Like actually, yeah. I now I will send you off in a way. Probably will fuck Biggie because like, I mean, again, if little Kim, if it's good enough for little Kim, it's good enough for me. And then of course marrying Peter Dinklage. And I have to share you guys because I forgot he's was in this punk band a rap punk oh punk God. band Man, called wizzy cool yeah. I, love, <laughs> I love the i love the uh, look at that pig the pull I'll share it, guys. i was pretty angry back then yeah okay this is cool peter dinklage is cool yeah yeah we'll have a successful marriage not that it has to be ranked on success but i could see it really working no it's very like intellectual he's like reading uh you know that's what i'm like he's like making script notes we're reading plays and shit i mean i'm i'm going very like 
New York actor cosplay. Kind Look of at these sunglasses he's wearing back in the day. Yeah. Look at this cool Vibe Town Central. Vibe Town Central. Town Central. Okay, like a- I'm sorry. They say Triple they played man. punk rap punk, which they'd say sounds a bit like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I am this so is wet. Amazing. Throw on some whizzy. <laughs> I was pretty angry back. Yeah, there's the yeah, quote. Yeah. A multi-talented man. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, he's playing the horn. He's playing a trumpet. Wow. Okay. This is amazing. Absolutely. Wizzy. Oh, the, the recordings are taste. archived. Okay, so he played Scott. I want to be really clear. This appears We're, to be a Scott. It, it really does. I, and again, you know what? I'm not mad at it. I don't pop, know why. Pop I'm punk, into it jazz, again. funk means Scott. Like, Which yeah. <laughs> means uh, Which I'm, means horny. I'm a horny baby. Yes. Oh, the Which horny section. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> one of the bar, one of the bars I work at does Scotterday, and it's fun. I'm really? not kidding. It's fun. Listen. Back to basics, being basic, embracing the basic. I'm down for a themed. I'm back. Give me a theme night. I'm yeah, seriously. Shit. Just give me a night. Just let me. Surprisingly <laughs> fun. Take me yes. to a foam party. Um, yeah. I don't know. I might. I just might go. If Wizzy's playing, anything can happen. Wizzy reunion, summer 2022. We're calling it. I know. I think if they, if he would have done it, it would have been during those Gemini Sag eclipses. But I guess it was I the pandemic know, too. Yeah. So I know. Coachella. Do we have a full chart? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! The surprise, the new headliner for Coachella, Kanye Wizzy. It's Wizzy main Just stage. <laughs> if it happens, it's because of us. <laughs> yeah, we're the trend report. You heard it here first. Is this manifesting? Yeah, yes. this is summoning. <laughs> cool. This this is a spell. Um, <laughs> You guys Aiden thank you was, so much what a blast oh what a delight thank you so much for having me this was great so Good. wonderful to chat yes um we'll obviously post your links and everything here but where can people find you on the internet or where would you like them to find you I know oh, where they can both. find you <laughs> thanks to plug things to yeah plug. What, what would you um, want people to most find <laughs> yeah, you can find me on the internet at Aiden Arata, A-I-D-E-N-A-R-A-T-A. Um, there's probably fun things going on on all platforms. Uh, not Facebook. I deactivated my Facebook. Um, but I don't think anyone would try and find me there anyways. Um, <laughs> like, first stop, gotta hit the book. Be surprised. Yeah, let's see what she's, let's see what her group she's in. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and I have a newsletter about the internet, uh, aidenarata.substack.com. And you can find stuff there too. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Follow Aiden, subscribe, and be, I don't know, nice. (laughs) Be well, be basic. Be well, be basic. basic. And and drive a Chevy. (laughs) Brought to you by Shamans. (laughs) Yes. May all your may all your Chevys be new and your no okay may uh, your practices be eastern and your cars be american the chevrolet <laughs> way the chevy Sick. shaman Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that does sound like a fucking history channel show like tlc's the chevy shaman i love it well aiden thank you so much yeah thank you guys so much for listening be kind to yourself and others we'll see you next time Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. 
If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.